Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. This is LFC Core. Looking forward. Looking back. So we have a lot to look back on and looking forward as well. It's been, what, 10 weeks since the league stopped in March 11th? It, it feels like forever. Honestly, I'm I'm like so excited to get back into it. It feels like forever and a lifetime ago that uh, we've played a game that mattered. So I'm I'm super stoked for it. Yeah. So um, with with um, the league most likely resuming June 17th, with Liverpool playing on June 20th, most likely it hasn't been confirmed, and we're recording this on June 3rd, just for everybody to be aware. So we're just um, making another one of our predictions, which is we're hoping, but uh, it should be in around there. I think you're right. So we're we're very close. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to spend some time looking back on the season that is still in play because it's been a while and I've totally forgotten where we were, how well we were doing, how well we weren't doing. And um, just wanted to touch on a few things there. So our last game was against Atletico in the Champions League. The one so so the last game isn't really the important one. Um we we didn't end well. I remember that we were we were talking about a perfect season, and then that died uh, several painful deaths. So that was unfortunate. Uh, the Atletico game, I'm totally wiping from my mind. I'm pretending it didn't happen because uh, Champions League is not going to be resuming. I mean, there's been a you know uh, the leagues in Germany, Spain, um, all the leagues are starting up, but Champions League has not been talked about. So I'm just gonna assume that the record books are being wiped of it because I don't want to remember it. I have a feeling that it will still happen, but why don't we save that for the looking forward? Okay. Um, so, yeah, so we, we lost against Atletico 2-3 on, at Anfield. Uh, we were up 2-0 and then lost three goals, three really pathetic goals um, in injury time or in extra time um, to kick us out of the Champions League. Um, our last goal scorer was Roberto Firmino. The last six games that we played, we lost four and won two of those. So we were already on a downward spiral and losing a little bit of form. So perhaps this extended break came at a at the best time possible for us. Well, what's interesting is Klopp teams have historically, and I say Klopp teams, I know for sure Liverpool have historically not performed well in January and the beginning of February. So I don't know if maybe this was like a bit of like the standard decline that his teams have just happened a little bit later. But to your point, I think it's going to help us because again, don't forget by the end of it, um, before we were, uh, before the league stopped, um, we had Allison injured and out. So now we'll at least get him back. um, And we should be for the most part uh, set and ready to go. Yeah. uh, Right now we have all, all players are fit again, um, except our, our favorite our favorite player that's never available, but we love anyway, uh, Big Shaq in the building. Look, man, uh, all I can say about Big Shaq is uh, Liverpool 4, Atletico, or Liverpool 4, Barca 0 in that game at Anfield, and Shaq is the man forever in a day. So we got no problems with him. Um, I, I wish we could have seen more of him this year. Uh, we obviously haven't. Um, again, I think it comes back to it's, it's, I think you told me it's another muscle injury, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, again, I've, I've seen the guy, like I've seen pictures of him. I actually looked him up specifically for an article that I wrote about Triore, um, on the forensic cop, uh, website. And, uh, 
Triori, I think, is going to be on the same trajectory, which is he's going to peak early and then he's going to have injuries, uh, which is what we're seeing with Shaq. I think that much muscle mass is just not sustainable. And Shaq is built. Like when you look at the guy, he does not look like that lean but strong player. He looks much more like the weightlifter type look. And I think that's what's kind of holding him back a little bit in terms of being fit. I remember um, back in the days when myself and my brother used to play Winning Eleven, which is um, uh, PES now, uh, we would always create these weird players. So we would take uh, the very best player and then shrink him down to like five foot four, but not reduce his weight, right? So he'd have the biggest thighs, the biggest muscles, he'd be quick. And he'd be the best player on the team, except he never gets injured because there's no injuries in that game. Kind of reminds me of Shaq. Whenever he plays, he's amazing, but he never plays. So that's at some point, that's going to be a problem. Huh? Yeah, you know what? I mean, again, I think Shaq, if Shaq had maybe played for a coach like Klopp who taught defensive um, skills, you know, when he was younger, um, and if he could stay healthy, I think he'd be a tremendous player. Like, again, I think he's fantastic now, but I think the two knocks on him would be defensively, he's he's not at the level that the other uh, Reds are. And I think, you know, obviously the muscle mass and the injury. But I hear you, man. I mean, small, tough um, guys can, can do well. I mean, look at Coutinho. Coutinho was a small guy. He still is. When you look mm-hmm. at him on the field, he's not imposing in any way. Yeah, exactly. And and towards the last few seasons of his time as Liverpool, obviously he was he was growing older, right? Uh, he came when he was 20, 19 or 20. And uh, by the time he was 20, 24, 25, he had learned, he, uh, he had built some muscle and he had learned how to be, to brush attackers off and to, and to leverage his skills to now beat players without being held back, right? So um, anyway, let's not talk about Coutinho. Let's, let's keep that firmly in the looking back section. Um, <laughs> Moving on to looking forward, so as we know, we we need two wins to to uh, lift this title or to win the title. No, we um, need a combination of things in terms of points because we don't even have to win. We could literally lose every game the rest of the season and still win. All we need is Man City to trip up a couple times. Yeah, but the reason why I said that is um, I want to get to some things to look forward to when we win. Right. So um, now that we're out of all of the other cups and we only have the league to look forward to, we need to win it as quickly as possible so that a couple of other things that I've listed can can take place. Um, So we need two wins. Man City will be playing first against Arsenal. If they lose that game, we just need a win against Everton because we'll be tied on gold. Well, we'll we'll be on, on 85 points and that will be the maximum they will be able to to um to hit except that we would have a better goal difference so um, well but you never know because the goal difference could theoretically change by the end of the season if we lose out so just to be safe right we're 25 points ahead of them now and they have a game in hand okay so essentially let's just win two games let's win two games let's get it done um it'll be weird it'll just feel weird like don't get me wrong i will be celebrating like mad but more than likely I'll be at home because we don't go to bars anymore to watch games. Um, And I mean, the bars aren't even open to watch games. Anfield, if they are even playing there, will be empty unless people get their uh, cutouts of themselves for their seats. (laughs) Um, So it'll be, it'll be absolutely bizarre winning for the first time in 30 years and celebrating like alone at home. Like we'll probably be talking during the game, but it won't be that atmosphere, but I don't care. 
I just, I want that win so badly and it's so going to happen. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think people are already putting their heads together in terms of how, how to make the most of the situation. So it'll be cool if they could somehow incorporate um, some type of video conferencing and put that on the, the big screen with fans from all over the world, right? So that way, you, um, Hendo's not lifting the, the trophy in, in front of an empty stadium and then they're having to wipe it or use disinfectant on it before each of them kisses it and it does the round. <laughs> can they, can <laughs> right. they even kiss the trophy anymore? That's a great point. That's totally off limits now. You can maybe lift it if you have enough Purell with you. Yeah, <laughs> they may have to use a handkerchief or kiss it with a mask. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? But it'll be, let's just put it this way. It'll be unique. Right, and so. and you can't oh you know what the other part is you can't even bring on like your kids onto the field like no, um, no. like right like Salah used to bring his daughter on and everyone loved that like right. un- unless she's quarantining with the team which she's obviously not they can't even bring their families on so that'll be a, a quite a muted celebration it's really too bad um but you know it's it it is what it is uh do you have a preference who we win it against I mean there I are too many less. options well I, do you want to win it against Everton it doesn't even matter anymore because the stadium will be empty, right? So That's true. The whole, the whole purpose of winning against Everton or Man City was to rub it in the faces of the fans. But it's going to be an empty stadium. So, yeah, let's just win it. That's all I want. I want us to win and put the season behind us and then take this frustration and, and resentment into the next season and win it properly. That's what I'm really looking forward to. So it could be a blessing in disguise in terms of Liverpool. It's 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 a, it's a, an unfortunate situation, obviously. Right, but putting that aside and looking strictly at football, hopefully um, it brings out the best in the team. So, so hold on. First of all, we are winning it proper. It's just weird. So I don't want to take anything away from them. I I know exactly what you mean by winning it proper, but I don't want to discount the uh, the thirty year wait. Um, I should say win it and be able to celebrate it properly. That's really what I meant. Okay, that's that's right. fair. So so we we are winning it properly. The only thing I would say is if we do manage to win it, say not this game or the next game, say we win it, just say against Man City, there would be some players on Man City that I think would be a little bit ticked off. It wouldn't just be the fans. And I could think of a certain Raheem Sterling that would be enjoying the celebration more than others. So uh, again, that's probably me showing a little bit of my bitterness. Yeah, I don't know if I want to wake up that giant. I'd rather Man City just continue being disinterested in, into next season, right? I don't want to give them any reason to be angry or upset or want revenge. Well, I, I don't think calling Raheem Sterling a giant is is an accurate description, but I, I was referring I, to the club. <laughs> I know as a, as a short man myself, a bit taller than Raheem Sterling, I appreciate being called a giant, but. Uh, no, I, I get what you mean. Um, although you never know, right? Because they still have to deal with the ban, a uh, potential yes. ban that they might have for Champions League. So they might be pissed off for a whole other reason. Right. So, I mean, that's all up in the air. I'm just, I'm literally just thinking this year, like, let's get it done. Let's go nuts. Um, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, like you said, it's it's a couple games. The only thing I guess I would caution, and, and you know this as well as I do, is Liverpool never quite seems right coming out of the gate. They need um, a little bit of time to get the machine going. Yeah, and and, and I was actually going to get into that. A um, couple of things that we should play for is we want to maintain the mystique for next season, right? So what really got us on our way this year was we just came out of the gates. It was like a continuation from the last season where the upset at 
losing the league and winning and the the joy of winning the Champions League propelled them to continue that form into this season. Um, before the break, like I said, we lost four games out of the last six, and I get a sense that teams are starting to think that we're not as invincible as we were, and we have to put that to bed. So I want us to come out the gate and, and knock teams over immediately and, and continue that into next season. We want to be seen as the number one team in the country. So what I would say to that is I don't disagree. I think um, I want to be seen as invincible. And I think while players might believe that they can win, I think if you've seen some of the defensive strategies that coaches have used against Liverpool, they're very aware that Liverpool can beat you over the head like 5 nothing. So um, I, I think that there's still a fear and an awareness. But to your point, I'd like them to to carry that over. But then the other question that I have, and we've had this conversation many times is, um, now that we've lost these games, we're no longer the Invincibles, we're not even close, is it time to let the kids play? Yeah, so that was actually my number two point. Um, once we do tie up the league... We've known this- each other for way too long, eh? <laughs> we're right. both thinking in the exact same way. Yeah, so not just the kids, but I have some fringe, quote-unquote fringe players that I think um, would benefit from from um, game time. Hi, Kato. Yes, of course. Minamino, <laughs> Nabi, Elliot, Jones, and our friend Shaq as well. So you know what the thing is? I would say that those are different groups. Minamino is a guy for the now and the future. I think Keda is, I think Klopp may view him in that way, or he may not again. It's only speculation. But I think there's a chance that if he gets a run of, say, five or six games and just doesn't show anything that maybe that's all she wrote for Liverpool. I mean, we we can't carry guys who aren't contributing. Um, and that's so, the reason why I, I, I had him in the list is we need to see him play five, six, seven, eight games in a row and then either see the form that we know he's capable of or see him convince the powers that be that, okay, it may be time to move him on. But all of this stop start coming in, playing well, not playing well, it doesn't really answer any questions. That's true. Um, I was more thinking the young guys. I was thinking, um, you know, the guys that basically aren't getting playing time just because, again, the first team is so good. But but you're right. So you've got the young players that do they get game time. You've got the Shacks who are clearly going to be sold at the end of the year. Can they give him a run uh, if he can get healthy to maybe make a bit more money? Keda, do you want to keep him? Do you not want to keep him? A run for him? Uh, Stuff like that, I would agree. Uh, What about Lalana? You're talking about a guy who's um, not going to be with the team. Is he just done? Yeah, so I don't think it's worth playing him other than maybe a few minutes here, maybe have him start one or two games, right? But there isn't anything to be to be said there. He's leaving. He's put in his time. He's been a great servant. Um, playing Lalana would take away from someone like Jones's time, right? You know um, what the but- funny part is about Lalana because you said that? I could have totally seen Klopp being who he is and the, uh, the loyal guy he is. I could very much have seen him giving Lalana a full game with start on the last game at home. Something but without like that, the fans. Yes. I don't know. He, I, I don't know if it's even worth doing. It defeats the purpose, right? So, One person that I, I didn't include was Divock Origi. And the reason I, I didn't have him there is looking forward, we still have the golden boot to play for, right? So Mane has 15, 16 goals. Sorry. Salah has 16 goals. Mane has 14, right? Um, the highest so far is Jamie Vardy with 19. So 
I think that they need to play out the season and also Roberto Firmino needs to be given the opportunity to get back into consistent scoring and hopefully score at Anfield. And so I wouldn't want to take their time away for the purpose of playing Origi. We already know what we get with Origi. So there's no nothing to gain from giving him more minutes now. No, I would agree with you. I think Origi is um, set where he is. Origi's done. Um, if he wants to stay at Liverpool, he is probably one of the best change of pace, different type of football guys that you can bring in, uh, given the current front three and the skills that he brings and, and the magic he can bring forward is is phenomenal. So I don't think they're getting rid of him unless he wants to leave, and I don't think he wants to leave. So there is just no benefit to that. Uh, in terms of getting the golden boot for other guys, I can see that. Uh, it'll also be interesting to see what the standings, right? Because you look at a guy like Vardy, Leicester, maybe if they can seal up um, Champions League for next year, then they might let Vardy kind of run wild and they might just be feeding him constantly. So he might not be catchable. True. Um, he has had some injury problems. So, we'll, But I got to we'll... believe everyone's going to be fairly healthy from now forward. I mean, they got, what, eight weeks off with literally no football because they've been back for, what, almost a couple weeks now. So I But then I the challenge think... will be that they may be rushing them into competitive football too soon. It's true. That's a concern. (laughs) Your first week or two, you could see a larger number of injuries than you would normally see. I would agree with that. Yeah. And then the last thing, and probably the most important thing to look forward to once we've tied up the league is the points record. That's really the only thing um, to chase right now. We want to, to get over 100 points and probably we should be aiming for well over that. Well, we're at 82 right now, and we have nine more games left to play. And 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 the teams we're playing are primarily around the 10 to, well, okay, so we're playing the 2nd, the 4th, the 9th, the 10th, the 11th, the 12th, the 13th, the 15th, the 19th. So, so hold on, never, never discount the ones at the bottom there are fighting for their life. Normally, I would say that's true, but as we'll talk later on, going by the Bundesliga, there's, I suspect that without the home crowd the better team will always have a much better chance of winning the games home or away. So I would agree with you on that as well, except for the fact that Liverpool has a massive advantage at home in Anfield. There's just something there. But again, to your point, is it just that we're that good a team that we really shouldn't be losing? Exactly. So, so so theoretically, if we win out, that's 109 points. So to, to your point, Say we win six, lose three, we're still at 101 and we set the record. So it, it. it it might be, yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely a goal to go for. We're not the Invincibles, but we could have the, the point record and it might stand for a long time. Facts and figures. So given that the last game that Liverpool played was March 11th and we're set to resume on June 20th, approximately, give or take a day, do you have an idea of how much money Liverpool has lost out on since um, the games have stopped? So <clears throat> looking at the amount of money they lost out on uh, would be a bit um, uh, kind of looking in the wrong direction. So they lost out on money for that, I don't know, 10-week period or whatever it is. But the thing is, they're actually going to get that money during a different time period because the games weren't played 
then, but they are being played now. So uh, in terms of money that they receive, again, the vast majority of the money is broadcasting. So Liverpool will be getting their broadcasting money. Um, They're also going to be getting uh, a lot of the advertisers and all of that. Again, advertisers pay generally, having not seen the contracts, but generally they pay for a year. So it would be the the footballing year, which again, that will change. But again, that's probably a negotiation thing, but it's probably not a whole lot of money that they're losing out on. Uh, the big money that we can talk about is the uh, if they play without fans, which it looks like that's what they're going to be doing. Yeah, okay. So you're saying that there's essentially three buckets. There's the broadcasting, which includes the TV money that we we all, all heard about. Then which the, which won't be affected. Right. Then there's the advertising, which includes the Nike sponsorship or the current stand, um, not standard charted, uh, the current um, New Balance. Which, again, yep. may be slightly affected because apparently, and again, we don't know this, but apparently New Balance will stay on for the rest of the year, even though the contract was supposed to be up June 30th. So there may be some negotiations. There may be some minor money there, but nothing significant. Yeah, so I think they confirmed that Nike will take take over August 1st. Okay. So it's really just a month, right? Or is that too Right. Much? Yeah, no, June 30th to August 1st. Okay. I thought it was supposed to be June first initially. Um, it might have been. I might yeah. have gotten my dates wrong. Okay, so a month or two, so not significant. Okay, and then the 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 big one is the gates. So the gates always seems like a big one, but if you actually take a look, um, I did write an article about this um, back towards the beginning of uh, of the COVID thing, basically I'll- saying that the games will be played no matter what, even if it's in an empty stadium. And the main reason for that is because of the amount of money that they would lose from the games and the stadiums being full is not significant. So to give you an idea, the games get, um, the games make less than a billion dollars for the EPL in general and make uh, the, the broadcasting is more than 10 times that. So it's about 12 or 13 times that money. So if you're talking about as long as Liverpool is getting their broadcast revenue, they're getting more than 90% of their regular revenue per game. But then you also have to consider merchandise, right? So Um, merchandise is going to be a tough one because if you look at Liverpool, how much money do they make on game day because fans are there? And the answer is um, probably enough that it was worth it for them to build a new fan experience area which included a merchandising store so clearly that's something there that being said with all of the jobs lost during covid layoffs and such um the money that people may have may not have i mean that type of thing is is not insignificant but is wildly unpredictable and is just not going to uh, have the the effect that not playing games will have. Again, and, and, just keep in mind, Liverpool is one of the worst teams in terms of the big ones, in terms of commercial revenue. And you also have to think too that with a lot of, well, with all of us um, staying, staying at home, social distancing, physical distancing, whatever you want to call it, not socializing at bars or in groups as as much as we used to, or if at all, the last thing that anybody's going to be thinking of is buying the new Liverpool shirt to show to who? No one, right? Well, yes and no, because you also have to think Liverpool is going to get a bump that they're going to win the title for the first time in 30 years. 
that might push people to buy. Second, you look at me. So I have two kids in daycare, which I now don't have two kids in daycare. So I'm living a life that I didn't even remember I had, which is where I actually have some spending money. And so I'm probably going to be going out and getting that first Nike jersey that they're going to put out because, I mean, I want to. We're the champions. So there may be some after effect from that, right? It's It'll be hard to tell. There's just so many different things in flux. I would say everything else being equal, yes, um, not having – people in the stands would mean less Jersey sales, but I just don't think everything's equal right now. Um, I, I don't know what all of the give and takes from the economy will have, but I would hesitate to say that Liverpool will be down that much just because again, aren't you going to be interested in buying their championship Jersey? To be honest, probably not, but I'm probably an anomaly. I, the last, the you last have Jersey- a lot of them. Yeah, Let's I have a lot of them, and I haven't purchased a jersey in a while. The one that I would have loved to have bought was the the strip from a couple years ago uh, with the the white um, square triangular collar. Yeah, I, I know. I remember that one, and I regret snazzy. not getting it. But again, two kids, daycare—that's how it goes. Yeah. So um, no, I hear you. But again, uh, in in terms of actual money. Um, Get match day is less than 10% of what they would get if they like they are they're down 10% if they don't have stand, fans there. Um, do you really think that I mean, again, think of how much each ticket to the game is, is every single person who's buying a ticket going to the store. So there you're not talking about a loss of, you know, double match day revenue. So you're still talking about maybe 10% loss which for a team like Liverpool is okay. Again, remember, we made a couple hundred million dollar turnover last year. So that's fantastic. Um, And so we can afford to have a bit of a loss. It might be good in other ways because other teams who can't afford those losses maybe won't be going for player signings in the summer. So it could have a, a positive effect. But in terms of, you know, how much money did Liverpool lose? Some, but probably less than 10%. And and we also have to think about the... I know that senior le- the 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 executives took a pay cut of either ten to twenty percent. I forget the number, um, but that's probably insignificant in the grand scheme of things. It's insignificant in the grand scheme of things. The only one that would be significant is something like uh, when you look at some of the the other big teams where players agreed to take massive pay cuts. Right. Um, I don't I don't recall hearing anything about Liverpool players taking massive pay cuts. I don't know if the pay cuts from other leagues are going to be reversed now that they're actually going to have the games. I don't know. Um but in terms of Liverpool, I think their their income is going to be fairly steady. I would anticipate no more than 10% loss of income when you put in match day revenue and the additional money they get from sales during match day. Um but again, is is that great? No, you don't want to lose ten percent. But if you're still canning ninety percent of the revenue you would normally have, you're doing pretty good. And I think for a a, a team as or a um a group as savvy as as uh, the Liverpool marketing team, they would obviously see the 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 potential to pivot into areas uh, around social media and e commerce that are currently booming because everybody's at home ordering stuff online and looking at all of the, all of the different clips and and things like that right so I'm, I'm 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 sure they'll find a way to translate that into increased um revenue 
in that yeah, area. In, in the last couple of years, they've shown uh, that they are working on raising the commercial revenue that they have. Um, again, I've written an article about that. So they seem to know what they're doing. I would anticipate that this current team uh, back office knows what to do on that side. The other thing is with so many more people at home, and frankly, I mean, maybe they're a bit like me bored. Um, they might have more people watching than normally would. So it's a good time to win the league and be the dominant team because maybe people who might not watch football, and again, I'm not thinking in England, I'm thinking maybe other countries are going to watch it and are going to say, hey, this is a good team. Maybe I'll support them. So they might get new support that way. Critique and commentary. All right. So you've uh, watched a few of the Bundesliga games. Uh, what are your thoughts on... Uh, games without fans i mean i've seen a handful of them when teams have been penalized but not like an every game every team thing what, what do you think of it yeah it's, it's 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 interesting because when the the bundesliga started in mid-may it kind of came out of the blue even though i, I i'd read that they were restarting at that point i was so not into football right well it was the last thing on my mind but I remember the Saturday morning that the games are on. I said, oh, "Okay, you know, let me check this out." So I turned it on, and all of a sudden, that that vibe and that that desire to watch football came back to me again, and it was it was exciting. So I watched uh, the Borussia Dortmund game. I forget who they played, but um, I'll be honest: the first few minutes, it looked like a, a, a preseason friendly. So it appeared that the players weren't going in a hundred percent, but I wasn't sure if it was just in my mind or whether that's just the pace of the Bundesliga, because I, I don't really watch it as much. Um, but the football was pretty decent. And then plus, Borussia Dortmund was so much better than the, the team they were playing as well. So they had a lot of the possession. The fans not being there was not a distraction, at least not as much as I thought it was. What was a distraction was the audio. So hearing all of the calls, the coaches on the bench, the players yelling... Somebody mentioned that it sounded like when you're at a swimming pool, right? And that you hear echoes of people saying things, but you can't really hear what they're saying. That That's exactly how it felt. And that was just such a turnoff. So at some point, I, I think I just hit the mute button. And so it's, it's interesting that it's a turnoff for you because when you talked about that, um, hearing you say that, it reminds me of – you know, some some sports leagues in North America who try like miking up a player or a coach to see what they're saying during the game. And it's supposed to like enhance the experience. I think the difference there is that what what they're saying is a lot more audible, right? So it, it was that the right word? Audible? Yeah. Um, so you can actually hear what they're saying, but literally it, it sounds like a, like swimming pool. Oh, so you're not actually understanding what the players are saying. You're just hearing it like you're hearing kind of, but not clear enough to really make it out. Right. And because of the state, the empty stadium, it it was very echoey, right? So it's one thing if you're playing recreational football outside and then you're hearing people yelling that that's fine. It sounds natural, but this didn't seem natural. It just sounded like people were playing in a bowl and I couldn't understand what they're saying. On, on the bright side, I've, I've been reading about like experiences of empty stadiums so apparently like sumo wrestlers who are 
um, you know, fighting in empty stadiums now or empty arenas or whatever they are. Um, apparently it's like horrific and disgusting because you hear like the fat flapping and you hear like them farting and stuff. And oh apparently God. it's, oh, apparently it's just grotesque. Like it totally takes the shine off what's supposed to be like a, a, a centuries or millennia old sport. Um, and then you have the stories in, in Korea, I guess, where they started baseball and one of the teams, I don't know if they thought it was funny or they made a mistake or they couldn't find other dolls. They tried to put dolls in the seats, but they used sex dolls by mistake. So, um, again, I, I see a lot of, uh, the drawbacks, but for me, all I can think is, you know, I'm happy to get football back, but I guess now I'm starting to worry. Is it going to be what I like to watch? Yeah, and and I think that with the EPL, there'll be no problem because we're so attached to it that we'll quickly be able to look beyond the fans. That's not to say that we won't be looking forward to when the fans are back in the stadium, but we're so engaged with the product and the teams playing that we'll quickly forget that they're playing in an empty stadium. And I do like what, um, what one or two of the teams in Germany did where they allowed the season ticket holders the opportunity to pay for a cardboard cutout, which they put in the seats. I thought that was pretty cool. I was going to so, ask you about that. Do you want to see that at Anfield? I, I, I actually wouldn't mind. I, I think that's pretty interesting. I think that's a great concept. I mean, it's better than just seeing empty seats. And if what, you were If you were a ticket holder and you had the choice to put someone up, but you could put anyone up, would you put yourself or would you put someone else? I'd put my dog. <laughs> 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 or even better yet, I I put like uh, a rival fan or a rival manager, like a celebrity, or something. Oh like yeah, that. or or maybe put like Winston Churchill or something in there. Yeah, exactly. Be creative. Right? Yeah, I'd I'd have fun with it. Can they change? Like, see if you could put whoever you want, then you can change it week to week. It would provide a nice uh, kind of you know uh, extra thing for the fans to watch when the games are on. Yeah, and then the other thing too is to your point about American sports, um, they could attempt to do things like in the NBA where they're playing playing um, bits and pieces of, of tracks, right, for every play. Oh, geez, <laughs> no, 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 I that that I'm totally against. <laughs> <laughs> or, or even I, I I've heard them say that they're thinking about putting fake crowd noise. Which oh, I think is not yeah. a bad idea, right? So, so you know if- what? I've I've heard that it uh, some basketball and baseball games have used that, and I like they've been called out for it. And I can tell you, you know, right away. Like That's I don't okay. know what it is. Even even watching on TV, I remember watching a game and being like, "What is that?" And <laughs> and then I find out the next day that they were caught, you know, piping in crowd noise. So I'm actually against it. Having heard it, I recognize it right away, and it's a turnoff. One other thing that I was thinking of is this is more for the viewer. Well, I guess we're all viewers at home now, but this is more for the TV production side of it. You know how uh, the FIFA games are becoming so realistic, right? They okay. could to- they could totally create oh, no. the line. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this? Oh, no. Go ahead. <laughs> they could totally create the lineups for the games beforehand, right? And then play out all these different scenarios with Salah scoring, Mane scoring, um, Henderson assisting and then capture the celebration <laughs> <laughs> capture the celebration and when it happens in the game just cut to the the, the FIFA celebration <laughs> with the fans <laughs> you know what honestly like that's that's it's funny and it's a joke 
But FIFA's getting so ingrained, like the game is getting That's- so ingrained in football these days. By the way, did you watch the the, the player tournaments they had a couple about a month ago where each like Trent represented Liverpool in one of the rounds? No, um, so I, I read about it, but what I do know is apparently some player was cut from his team when he used like a professional instead of himself. So there's shenanigans going on with that too. But did you watch any of those? I, I ended up watching Trent the semifinal between Trent and, and Raheem Sterling, and it was crazy because I was totally into it. You know, I, I, I cast it to my big screen and I was watching it like I was watching a game and I was thinking, really, man, Lord help us. Is, is this what it's come down to? Like, is this what we're going to be doing now? Hey, man, you know what? Marble racing is like a thing now that people are watching and subscribing to. So if you're watching Trent versus Raheem play any sort of competition, I could get amped up for that. I really could. Who won in the end? Uh, Trent won, but he lost in the in, in the in the finals to... Um guy from wolves uh, i think it was diego jota i think hey you know what as long as he beats sterling that's really what matters in my world yeah and it, it was a great game too you, you, you should check it up on youtube i i actually forever. will because i'm i'm already starting to get excited about it and i've already trash talked sterling a couple times on this <laughs> podcast so i'm i'm into watching trent beat him so uh i mean let's be honest wasn't uh, am i mistaken but the last game raheem couldn't beat trent down the sideline either right he could do what he couldn't beat Trent down the sideline either. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Again, another another uh, unnecessary Sterling shot. But uh, old wounds take a long time to heal, my friend. So uh, I'll be I, I'll be I'll be making those shots for a while. Yeah. So if if anything, I think the Bundesliga has it's, it's kind of been a good curtain um, opener for wetting people's appetite again. Right, uh, because without that, I think there would have been a little bit more disillusionment going into the EPL restart. But everybody is excited now because it's 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 working in Germany, or at least they're doing the best they can in Germany, and so people are all of a sudden more comfortable with the reality of football coming back in whatever form. Let's just end this season and then make the most of a tough situation. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and and I think there's also the case that we're probably not we, but Liverpool in and other broadcasters are probably learning lessons from the Bundesliga um, of what to do and what to not do, what works well, what doesn't work well. So hopefully they make the necessary adjustments on on uh, the, the games that we're going to be watching. But either way, I mean, I'm I'm excited to get the, the games going. Um, I'm still not even sold that they should be playing in stadiums. I, I personally think that they should just go quarantine somewhere and play on, you know, three or four fields out in the middle of nowhere would be the safest way but as long as we get football back i'm excited to go let's do it for more stories analysis and articles go to the forensic website